0: Hi, my name is Sarah Bross, and you are listening to My Network, the COVID-19 chapter. Over a glass of wine each week, I'm talking with friends in my inner circle and beyond to get a feel for how people are doing and what they are doing to get through this strange and complicated chapter. This podcast is about lives and careers and next steps to keep us moving forward. Today, we are talking with Matthew Shukatis in Brooklyn, New York, Matthew and I used to work together at BMW Group and Matthew still works for Mini Cooper in social media marketing. I had the good fortune to hire Matthew when I was managing the Western Region Mini Cooper business to be our marketing rep. He has a vision for marketing and is always looking for creative, insightful ways to reach his audience. His expertise lies in digital and influencer marketing as well as how to get the most impact out of experiential buys like Coachella or digital partnerships like the one we had with Goop. Matthew is currently living in New York in a tiny apartment, and today we're going to learn what it's like for a young marketer living in New York City when business is slow, it's a little bit scary environment, and the most exciting thing to do there is to go grocery shopping. So I really wanted to talk to someone in New York City because obviously artists hit area and everything and everyone I've been meeting with so far has been LA or Texas or just Wisconsin people in my circle. So you moved to New York when again?
1: I moved in July last year. And then oh. uh, it took me a few months to find an apartment in the city. So I actually moved in November 1st.
0: Oh, okay. Work. Where did you stay before you moved into the city? In
1: corporate housing in New Jersey. Oh, okay. So much better in New York City. <laughs> yeah. And what part in New York City? Uh, I'm in Williamsburg in Brooklyn.
0: Yes, the hip part. As if any of the parts in New York City are not hip. (laughs) But I love that area, actually. Such Mm. cool restaurants and little, tiny little secret haunts and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's actually been a nice break with everything closed, because I can walk around and sort of, I used to be just so busy and crazy. I never got to really pay attention to my surroundings, but For ones I can, like, casually wander around with no destination, just seeing what's in the neighborhood, which is kind of fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's the original blue bottle coffee in the neighborhood.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That
0: place is so cool. (laughs) What, do you have any favorite restaurants or
1: places that you can't wait till it reopens? I have a huge list on Google Maps of, like, things that people keep recommending. I keep saving them in my Google Maps, but I haven't gotten to very many yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, if you just moved in in November, I mean, this really hit like six months after you got there. So I was curious, well, one, what it's like to be in a new city during a time of crisis like that?
1: Yeah. it's crazy because i mean i moved in so i really wasn't here a lot over the holidays with thanksgiving and christmas and travel and stuff um and then the beginning of the year was just so crazy for us um i've really been looking forward to like spring and summer so it's really hitting at a weird time i'm hoping it doesn't go on much longer so i can actually enjoy spring in new york city um But yeah, it's, it's weird. People always said that there was like a, a strong sense of community in New York. Um, and I don't think I really got that until this all hit. Um, you've probably seen like on the news every day at like seven o'clock, people hang out their windows and clap for the first responders. And I've never seen that in any other city. So that's sort of a magical element to experience.
0: Does that really happen every day at 7 p.m.? That just gave me chills. I did not real. I saw that that happened. I didn't know it was happening every single day.
1: Every single day, all over the city,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, will you
1: record a video of
0: that? <laughs> so I can it? I'm serious, that's so amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it catches me off guard because, you know, I'm just not paying attention to what day it is or what time it is and then I hear that and I'm like, oh, 7 o'clock? It's 7 o'clock,
0: <laughs> you can set your watch by it. That's really cool. I mean, I've always loved New York. It's just a magical city. And I think it has something so special, and it probably is partly that sense of community. Although that's not what you hear about New York. The reputation is that it's kind of like tough and that people will, you know, push you out of their way if they need to. But this is the flip side of that. And I think New York is both, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely experienced the flip side, trying to get on the subway at 9 a.m. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see the the softer side. And then my second thought
0: um, was in New York, you know, the apartments are smaller and it feels like it's harder to get out in nature than other places. So how has that affected you during this?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of public parks, so I've seen a lot of people walking and jogging and, and biking. Um, you know, still being cautious. So that's, that's nice. But I think a lot of people left the city when it first started. Um, I mean, just like around my apartment building, I see a ton of like unclaimed packages and the streets are definitely a lot less cars parked and stuff like that. So I think as many as people that have family outside the city or, or places to go probably left at the beginning.
0: Yeah, interesting. So it feels a little quieter than yeah. normal. Even though everyone's home, it feels quieter. You said you had a two-bedroom apartment that you share with a roommate? Yes. So is your roommate staying there during this time too? So you're kind of quarantining with your roommate?
1: Yeah, she's from Portland. So, I mean, she thought about going home at first, but there was just so much uncertainty at the beginning about, you know, I think we were all too late to being educated about it. So at that point, we figured we're probably in fact, just <laughs> stay. Um, yeah. I went home because my parents are from Pennsylvania. I went home like the first weekend and then realized how slow their Wi-Fi was and that this wasn't going to last very long. So. <laughs>
0: Everything comes down to staying connected.
1: Absolutely, And you can't
0: really go back and forth then because once you're in like the hotbed of this all, you don't want to be like,
1: Yeah. My mom just retired in October and she's definitely in the, the at risk group. And so that's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's good that you're, um, that you're able to quarantine there then and have your Wi Fi. and how's work been in terms of busyness for you or has, you know, your job been impacted at all?
1: It's a lot less busy, like probably like 75% less busy. Uh Um, And it just all sort of happened overnight. Like I remember it was Friday, Friday the 13th, Friday, March 13th, we were in the office and I think more news was breaking about it, but I don't think it really hit home um, to people in like the New York metro area until uh, the state started closing schools and stuff like that. But then come Monday, the next week, it was like a total shutdown and we were canceling all of our events for the year. Um, you know, they were trying to, to stop payment on as many projects as possible. So it really escalated super quickly, which was weird.
0: Yeah, it really did. I think (laughs) first you didn't know how people were going to react and then it just, just went, you know, up as far as. The I think what happened with New York though was you guys were further along with infection rates. You know, every I think because everything happened there so quickly, some of the other states reacted and it was ahead of the curve. Like I think Wisconsin also reacted right around that same time. I think the following Tuesday was whatever date that is after Friday the thirteenth of March. We we all started working from home and they started closing schools and things in the state of Wisconsin. But we didn't have near the infection rate that you all had already so I think that is why that curve like spiked
1: so much yeah well yeah it was weird how quickly it escalated and yeah everyone should have seen it coming like I don't know why we didn't take it more seriously but it's just I guess people always think it'll never happen to you or in my neighborhood or anything like that
0: Yeah, or it's happening in China, or it's happening in Italy, but it's not happening here until, you know, you can deny it, and then all of a sudden, wham, you're in the middle of it. Cuomo seems to be doing a good job, though. I don't know. He's all over as, like, the face of this, and he seems so, like, even-keeled and just trying to not be political, and what's your take on...
1: Yeah, I watch the press conferences sometimes. I usually, like, leave the news on in the background while I'm working and catch his around noon, and yeah he seems pretty straightforward. He doesn't want to speculate wildly or or get caught up in the some of the politics of it, which is is great. Um, obviously, I'm new here, so I don't really feel like a New Yorker yet or like, yeah <laughs> but yeah, he seems great.
0: <laughs> well, he wasn't super beloved by New Yorkers before this, I don't think if I am um, you know
1: yeah, I don't know. I think there's a friction between the mayor and the governor or something like that.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting to watch, even from the Midwest, you know, you get a lot of news about what's going on in New York and sort of the local politics there because of all of this. Yeah. Have you thought about getting tested for it? You know, there's all these like antibody testing and all the stuff yeah. that's coming out now.
1: I would, if I could, like, I'm, I'm pretty convinced. I must have already had it. I was traveling so much between like November and March. I was, I was in Milan in December uh, to film something for work which was amazing by the way I have to tell oh, you that. <laughs> that does sound amazing and then I was in LA over Christmas and then I w- had two other trips to LA San Francisco and I was on vacation in Whistler in February so I was like all over like I uh, you know thinking back I was like there's no way I didn't get it <laughs>
0: Well, I think there's been a lot of, it's interesting, the psychology around that, because my mom says the same thing. She was definitely sick in January, and she's convinced she had it already. My mom is 72. She's definitely in a high risk group. Um, She just thinks she had it already. and And I've heard that from a lot of people. So it'll be interesting. I was talking with my girlfriends on a Zoom call last night, and several of them are getting tested in LA next week, just because they want to. So they're getting... They want to know if they've had it, if they have antibodies against it. So you can pay a hundred bucks or something and get a test there. I don't, I don't think. I
1: I don't know how I had a few friends that, you know, got really sick in March and a hundred percent sure they had it, but the doctors they saw basically said, unless you're like on your deathbed, you're not going to qualify for a test. So
0: that's insane too. A friend of mine from high school had the same thing. He was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, living in his basement for like three weeks because he and was convinced he had it, but they would not test him and yeah. because of his age group. And they just said, stay, stay home and stay yeah. away from your family. And so it's so like <laughs> that to me is a crazy dynamic that we just don't know because of the lack of testing.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't know where to go anyway, even if I wanted to.
0: Well, and you wouldn't want to, right? You wouldn't want to put yourself in the position to go to a medical facility and get a blood test right now.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: it's a risk not worth taking, but they, I mean, if they could make that more readily available, I think that would give a lot, a lot of people peace of mind.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I would love to know if I had antibodies. I'll have to research. Yeah. It's
0: definitely starting that to be like from a consumer, almost like a consumer standpoint, because there's companies that are making the test and they want to make money, I'm sure. And they're going to sell the test. And, and so I think that that'll be the next thing. So what, like, tell me about where you're shopping and like how you're, I know it's like food delivery all the time in New York. Is that what you're doing on a regular basis?
1: Yeah. I'm going out every morning to get a coffee. (laughs) I think that's when actually
0: like.
1: <laughs> the day that, like I started taking it seriously was the day on the news I saw that all the Starbucks were closing unless they had drivers. <laughs> I was like, oh man. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to survive this. <laughs> uh, priorities, so, right? <laughs> I found a, a local coffee shop at actually a lot closer than Starbucks and, uh, they have great coffee. So (laughs) I go there. Which one is it? Um, it's called De Panor. It's like a, I don't even think it's a chain. It may be like a a single location, but super cute. It's like half, half market, half coffee shop. Um, You were the
0: one who introduced me to that amazing coffee shop in, um, on Robertson in LA or no on Beverly. Uh, what was it called? Um, yes yes so i know your taste in coffee is is excellent
1: (laughs) but yeah yeah so i go there every morning um and i've been getting like takeout probably like half the week um i actually go get it myself because it's like the only excuse i have to (laughs) go outside um then grocery shopping it seems like all the stores are open um and there haven't been like crazy lines with the one near my house but the whole foods in brooklyn it always has a line around the block i think they're like reducing capacity or something so it's really interesting
0: <laughs> well i think they're letting fewer people in at a time is what i heard so it's like once you get through the line and you're in there's no it's like half capacity in there or something at least that's what the Trader Joe's around here is doing. So you have a line outside, but inside it's, it's minimal.
1: Yeah. So it's been, it's been quiet, but there's still stuff to do. I look forward to it now going grocery shopping and to pick out, pick up takeout. (laughs) Isn't it interesting how it sort of simplified life
0: a little bit? Like it reduces what you can do, but then you sort of take more joy in doing the little things.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm like looking for things to do but. Yeah.
0: have you um are you doing any kind of like I've been doing this online zoom yoga and it's just it my old studio in Venice Beach and it's amazing and i I've been doing it probably almost like an addiction Um,
1: Is there anything like that that you're doing like online mm-hmm. I wish I started i had i had the i wanted to I bought a yoga mat <laughs> <laughs> well it doesn't
0: have to be yoga it can be anything something online. I'm halfway there and (laughs) then I lost motivation. I'm going to send you a link to my studio. I'm obsessed. It's the best. I don't know what I'm going to do actually to that point when this whole thing is over and they go back to not offering online (laughs) services anymore. I'm going to have to move back to LA at that point because (laughs) I can't give it up. So if are your parents staying safe, do you think?
1: Yeah. My mom retired in October, so she's kind of funny. She's like, this doesn't affect me at all. I don't do anything or go anywhere anyway besides the grocery store. Um, And she goes on walks every day, so she's still able to do all of that. Um, I think my dad's been furloughed, though. He works in construction, um, and they got furloughed mid-March, so a lot different for him. It's the first time I think they've ever, like, furloughed construction workers. That's usually the one thing that continues even in – weird times.
0: Yeah, that's kind of interesting because around here I've noticed that a lot of construction projects are still going on so it must be like a state-by-state thing or maybe they need yeah. people. Yeah.
1: Interesting.
0: Is there anything else other than groceries and coffee that you'll make the trip out for in toilet paper?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been venturing out on, on weekends to go to like more, more farther-flung grocery stores because <laughs> Beautiful weekend drive sounds great. There's no one on the roads, and can go to the fancier grocery stores and like uh, Westchester and stuff. But um, not really. <laughs> Isn't it entertain Like grocery store as entertainment? What a! I, I wish I had somewhere different to go, but nothing yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's different from what we're doing because we're sort of because my mom's staying with us right now. We're trying to stay in like the house. I mean, we go out to exercise or walk the dog. But other than that, we try to only go to the grocery store once every two weeks, which is a long stretch. And then we also, it's been working actually. You know, you'd think that would be hard. It is hard to do because you're cooking and like cleaning and making all these dishes and, you know, it's hard to keep up on that. But we just feel like it's to keep her safe right now. So that's, I don't know. I would like to go out for coffee and groceries once a day. (laughs) I'm looking forward to even that. So is there anything you're doing to stay sane?
1: I'm catching up on a lot of Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Any recommendations for me? Oh my gosh. Um, I've been watching a lot of HBO shows. There's a lot of new ones out on HBO. And they have um, free streaming now for HBO Go, which is actually really nice of them.
0: Oh yeah, that's great.
1: Westworld just started again season three, so I rewatched season one and two. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> those were fun actually. I should think about doing that. There's a lot of content out in the world,
0: <laughs> I know, but there's going to be this big lag. I was talking to a, com- a friend of mine in Hollywood who said that you know, because nothing is being produced right now, so it, once the like what was produced and is going to go live gets produced. You know they're having trouble convincing actors of when to go back or the actors don't want to get any because you know there's no social distancing on like the t- these tv yeah, sets
1: didn't think so,
0: about that. yeah so that's going to be kind of wild how that plays out so you're not working very much you're watching a lot of tv <laughs> i
1: know i sound like a waste of space do
0: you want to trade <laughs>
1: absolutely I got my mom
0: I got the three-year-old I got my job is crazy and I'm nuts and trying to do this podcast so
1: <laughs> oh my God, I love that yeah what did I read I read an interesting article that was like boredom is a a privilege don't feel bad if you're not productive or something
0: yes I've heard that too and one of my yoga things I follow said that too like don't feel that you have to write the great American novel during this time. I think the example they used was start a podcast too. (laughs) It's so cliche now, but they're like, don't feel like you have to do accomplish all these things. Maybe just sitting is what you need to do right now. And I don't know, there's something about that. I feel like a lot of, I don't know. I always used to feel that the busier I am with work and stuff, the less creative, like that there's an inverse relationship with that. And that you can like find more creativity when you can quiet these other like tasks down. Yeah. So there might be some truth to that.
1: The podcast was a good escape. It's a good distraction from all the other stuff.
0: Yeah. It's a good excuse to connect with people and see what everyone's doing. I want to hear about Milan though. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I have a friend in Milan who said, you know, the hotels are really cheap right now. You should come on over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were really expensive in December. So that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did a piece of content for Minnie, Um and it was like this really unique, we did the the story was basically the history of Minnie, Um, but we wanted to use like a very unique artist to tell the story. So instead of like filming, you know, a real life thing. It was more artistic. So we found this Italian artist that does um, work with like uh, cut out paper and light. So it's sort of a light art using like cardboard cutouts. It's really interesting. I'll have to send you the, the video, but. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Milan and his production company was in Milan and it ended up actually being a lot more affordable to produce over there than, studio in New York.
0: Well, Plus it has a look to it too. When you get out of the studio, I don't know if you did anything out on the streets, but for, you know, it has its own set design in a way <laughs> Those Italian cities. Yeah. Well, speaking of three-year-olds, I can hear my daughter waking up from her nap. And so I might have to cut our call a little bit short, but I wanted to end with the thing that I've been calling my Oh Yay, Oh segment. Cause that's what Avila does. She does this dance when she's excited about something So, I'd like to end with asking you um, what you're grateful for at this time.
1: Oh, my health. Seeing some of the news stories, it seems like the the virus affects everyone uniquely. um, And it doesn't seem like really anyone is safe um, or that you can really be too, you know, confident that it won't affect you. So, definitely my health read a lot of scary articles about you know 30 year old nurses and stuff like that that are in perfect health and it catches them by surprise so my yeah, health I think
0: that's a great answer because it's so true
1: I think we're always so busy with work and stuff we sometimes like neglect our personal health so, so even if that's all that I come back to during that time I think it's a, a good thing
0: wow wise words I love it <laughs> It's absolutely true. I, I totally agree with that. Some self-care and just being able to slow things down a little bit. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so
1: much. Well, I will and your husband I say hi.
0: Join us next episode when we talk with small business owner, Mary Breedlove about her experience applying for a PPP loan. Mary, like many people I talked to, thinks she already had the coronavirus back in February. She recently had the antibody test and we will learn her results during the show. On that note, we will wrap up today's networking session. For topics we discussed and some links to products, shows, books, or articles mentioned, visit our website, sarabras.com. Be well and check in on your people. Even a simple phone call can make all the difference right now. Much love, bye-bye.